let's be honest, officials in this sport tend to ruin a lot of things. Whether it's a judge randomly giving 10-8s in title fights for seemingly no reason at all, or refs almost getting commentators fired. All that being said, it's pretty easy to see why there's a bit of a contentious relationship between officials and, well, pretty much everyone else in the business. But sometimes I think we don't pay enough attention to what is done right. Our brains are just wired to pay attention to bad things so that we can fix them. And obviously we see this in when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply news. It's called If It Bleeds, It Leads for a reason. So today I thought it would be fun to turn this concept on its head. I'm Jason from MMA on Point. A massive shout out real quick to our Hall of Famers. They are our biggest channel supporters. And today I'm breaking down 10 times refs were vindicated by the replay. Number 10, Lacerda versus Chires. So this is clearly the inspiration for this topic as it happened quite recently by the time of making this video. And essentially what we are looking at is a classic scenario of a referee jumping in what looked to be far too early to stop a submission attempt when the fighter never actually tapped out. Yamasaki was seen laughing in the background maniacally, I'm pretty sure. And the lambasking Chris Tayoni received was pretty much universal. That was from the commentary, the crowd, social media, everybody was super pissed at him. And when you look at these angles that the commentary saw, which is what the official replay showed, I mean, even these ones from the side that appeared to show his arm go limp, it still looked like an awful stoppage. The commentary actually thought Tyone merely gave him a verbal check, to which he didn't hear anything, and so then he just stopped when he saw the arm go limp. And the outrage and seemingly overwhelming evidence actually got this overturned to a no contest in real time. So the protest worked in Lacerda's favor. But shortly after everything happened, a fan camera angle emerged showing the full story. Tayoni didn't merely speak to Lacerda, but he in fact checked his arm not once, not twice, but four times. And that's when you see Lacerda go entirely limp. There is no fighter that is not trained on this. If a ref is checking your arm, you know exactly why they're doing that. And if your arm does go limp, every well-trained referee will immediately stop the contest. I mean, that's literally the whole point of why he's doing it. And since seeing this, fans all around have been giving Tayoni credit. This is just a crucial example of a ref actually doing the right thing in the moment and it just not appearing that way. Number nine, Bedford versus Gibson. So if you're a more recent fan and happen to be one of the few who still watch The Ultimate Fighter like our resident tough lover Balian does, then you would know Cody Gibson fairly well from the evidently pointless McGregor versus Chandler season. And this was Cody's lone UFC win in his first stint nearly 10 years ago, so of course, his bad luck is that his only win was controversial. Basically what happened here is Johnny Bedford had Cody on the back foot with a really good flurry and out of nowhere, Cody just lunged forward with a wild right hand that knocked Bedford down. Kerry Hadley was calling what looked to be a super premature stoppage. The crowd began loudly booing, Bedford was protesting, albeit he looked a bit wobbly while doing so, and the commentary team was also admitting it perhaps was too early. That was until the replays were 
were shown and you saw the impact of that right hand. It caused the back of Bedford's head to absolutely crash into the mat, and then you just saw his hand stiffen up. He didn't even attempt to block Gibson's follow-up shot. He was just staring into the void. This immediately changed the commentary's tune as Anik and Brian Stan began to see why it looked a lot worse than it seemed because the replay showed us what we needed to see. Great job to carry Hadley and recognizing what happens when... So Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So many others missed it. Unfortunately, though, that didn't stop the San Antonio crowd from booing. Number eight, RDA versus Benson Henderson. Here's a very similar example to the last one where a Finnish fighter regained consciousness almost immediately, so people just thought it was too early. This one was wild because Benson still had only lost to Pettis, aside from like his second fight ever, which was way before all that. And RDA at this point was not at all seen as a potential title challenger. He'd already lost to Habib not long before this, so yeah, he just wasn't seen on that level. But RDA about midway through the first round suddenly landed an insane double knee, and as Benson was getting back up, he dropped him with a monster of a left hand. That was enough for Big John McCarthy to step in, and pretty much right after that, though, Benson began protesting and jogging around the cage to show that he was still with it. And this swayed the crowd in real time. They were in support of the stoppage at first, but the more Benson moved around, the more the boos actually started to gain volume. But then the replay showed two incredibly important things. For one, Benson's entire body went limp as his legs just absolutely crashed underneath him. And then there was the lost stare as the stoppage happened. I mean, there's just nobody home here. Sometimes people just recover so quickly that you kind of get fooled into thinking they were never out in the first place. But you're never going to find a quality ref that sees a fighter go entirely limp and not stop the fight. It was a fast acting call from McCarthy that was a textbook great stoppage and that replay definitely backed him up. Number 7. Hendo versus Fedor. Longtime fans will certainly not be a stranger to this one, as it's a bit of a legendary moment from the era way back in 2011. Of course, this was just after Fedor's historic run had come to a close, and it was just kind of a dream fight with an open weight approach. Hendo, in many ways, is more known for his 185 pound run, but at this point, he had successfully moved up to 205 for the Strike Force Light Heavyweight Championship, and Fedor was, of course, a heavyweight. And this was one back then that was met with a bit of confusion in real time. After a truly wild exchange, Hendo appeared to briefly stun the last emperor when Herb Dean quickly stepped in. Damn, was that an early stoppage? What just happened? But all doubts were pretty much left behind when you watched that replay because we got a way clearer perspective on why Herb acted so quickly. Henderson snuck in a super sleek shot from underneath that sent Fedor face planting and fully unconscious. There was even an audible gasp in the arena as the replay was shown. But what he did was come around behind him and hit him with an uppercut. Under the uppercut. stunned him. Say whatever you like about Herb Dean, but this was a really good eye that was really fast moving in the moment. And to be clear, I'm not saying that there weren't fans still pissed online at the time, and I'm sure there are still a few to this day, but there isn't a single ref that is going to watch a fighter literally go unconscious and just be like, all right, 
keep going. Unless you want to make another Yamasaki joke. I, I don't know. But this is rule number one. Fighter gets KO'd, it's over. Number six, Arlovsky versus Buentello. Uh-oh, don't fear this next one, even though Paul Buentello's here. Or maybe you should, because this was 2005 and Andre Arlovsky is still in the UFC, people. Arlovsky apparently is no mere mortal. Your creature of the night. Arlovsky. Anyhow, this was his first title defense back in the day, and Buentello was actually on a six-fight unbeaten streak, so he was a pretty decent opposition for the time. But literally, while Rogan was still talking about those introductions, the fight was over? What happened? What happened? Well, albeit Buentello was very clearly rocked, people were not even sure what happens. Maybe it was a headbutt? It was just confusing and the crowd began loudly protesting, and literally as they began chanting their displeasure, that's when the replay dropped. You know, people are yelling out bullshit, but there's no bullshit in that right hand. This stopped the crowds chanting immediately, and Big John McCarthy was justifiably lauded for recognizing the lightning quick KO that had happened. If anything, after this, I think the crowd was just stunned at how easy Arlovsky made this title defense look. It was kind of like, that's it? Really? Alright, I guess I'll go home. I'm gonna uh, go find something else for my entire life to be about. Number 5, Aljo versus Jan. Alright, so let me be super clear about this one. Aljo is not a popular fighter. I understand that. I'm not gonna try to convince you to like him. I'm not gonna try to convince you that he was milking it or not milking it. The focus of this entry is on one thing. It's the communication between Jan, the referee Mark Smith, and his corner. In real time, you just kind of saw Jan throw the knee and it was over. I think I remember hearing Mark Smith say something. And I remember watching this one live. In the moment, plenty of people were openly questioning if this should have been a no contest rather than a DQ, despite the clearly illegal knee because it may not have been intentional. To the commentary's credit, they immediately mentioned Mark Smith's warning. They did seem to think his corner was calling for the illegal knee, which led to some of the confusion. Turns out, not exactly. While the cornerman on the left here cheers after the knee lands, mistaking the strike for a legal one, ah, yes, yes. he never actually calls for anything but an elbow. Punch, just punch, just punch. Yeah, he never calls for a knee. Famed BJJ coach Pahumpa on the right says, punch, just punch, just punch. But what about the guy speaking Russian in the back? Just punch, yeah, well, I reached out to some friends on X or Twitter or whatever it's called these days who spoke Russian and they independently of one another said that the man speaking Russian simply said to strike Aljo. No one told him to throw that knee. And while some claim the ref needed to warn him more, I think this proves he had plenty of warnings. So great call for Mark Smith and the replay shows that. Number four, Musayev versus Shabli. In comparison to the last few ones I've talked about, this one is quite a bit crazier, even though it wasn't necessarily as high profile. For one, what happens here is we see the former Ryzen champ Tafik Musayev take a bit of a weird shot. Here, the kick from Shabli clearly does land to the midsection, but on the way down, it hits Tafik's cup. Clearly, Tafik was in a lot of pain, and while the kick did look like a solid shot, the low blow was what Musayev was reacting to in the moment. And so, strangely, this was not ruled a no contest due to the accidental low blow, but instead a TKO for Shabley. 
and this had plenty of people questioning referee Jason Herzog, who is known as pretty much one of the best ever, if not the best in the sport currently. Big John on commentary did support Herzog, saying it was the kick that was the real damage, and the low blow was more of a grazing shot, but considering Musayev's reaction to the cup shot, this didn't really convince a lot of people at home. That was until, however, when during the post-fight press conference, Scott Coker received a message. And Masayev did break his rib. So that's it. The front kick definitely done. did some damage. That's right, Chabli broke Musayev's ribs. So this went from looking like a potentially bad ref call ruling a foul as somehow a TKO to one of the most justified calls in real time I've ever seen. And when you watch that replay now, it definitely makes you cringe thinking of how those ribs broke. Number three, Moreno versus Figgy, four. Who could forget the UFC's only four-part all-title fight rivalry? Thankfully, it did end definitively, but for a few moments there, that did not appear to be the case. That's because when the fight ended, it was actually a doctor stoppage due to a Donald Cerrone-like eye swelling issue. And in the moment, it wasn't obvious to everyone what had actually happened. While the commentary team sounded confident that it was a punch that caused Figgy's eye to rapidly swell up. Figgy himself clearly thought it was a poke, and the arena who doesn't hear commentary during the fights and especially being a Brazilian crowd, well, they just erupted into a loud chorus of boos, feeling their countryman was being taken advantage of while he was recovering from an illegal shot. And to further complicate things, the commentary team heard from the truck that it looked like maybe the punch did indeed land but there might have been an eye poke right after it. And when the round finally ended, we did get to see the replay. And while his open hand did look like it was close to poking out an eye, it was the wrong side. And furthermore, it didn't appear to poke him at all, meaning it was definitely the punch that caused his eye to swell. And just as this was happening, the doctor was making his ruling that Figueredo could not continue. It was an incredibly sharp call in the moment by Herb Dean when entire arena was against him in a high-stakes title fight situation. Number two, Baroni versus Tanner. If you want to talk about a heated situation due to a ref call, it doesn't get much crazier than the losing fighter literally punching the referee multiple times in response. And because of that, this fight is infamous for a lot of reasons. So what the hell even happens? Well, Evan Tanner was pretty much picking apart Phil Baroni on the feet and on the ground, and once he got full mount, he started raining down massive elbows and punches. By today's standards, you could definitely argue that there was plenty enough reason to stop it already, or at least that it was very close to being stopped. But Baroni clearly feeling as if he'd done enough to assure referee Larry Landless that he was fine, became absolutely enraged and started punching at him in the aftermath, leading to this incredibly funny moment with a much younger Dana White tearing into Baroni. And upon a review, while you could argue it was stopped early, the commentary picked up on something incontrovertible. Baroni thought the referee was asking him if he was okay, so he said yes. He thought that the referee was asking him if he's okay. He was saying yes, but what Larry was asking him was, do you want out? Just a terrible miscommunication. But Larry was asking him if he wanted out of the fight. It's the heat of the moment, so you can see how and why Baroni was struggling to communicate like a normal human being. But he literally told the referee, whether or not he meant to, that he wanted out of the fight. It's just a huge blunder all around, but one thing is for sure, 
that wasn't Larry Landless's fault. Baroni made that mistake. And by the way, Tanner also won the rematch. So that leads us to number one, Sylvia versus Mir. There's probably no better example in MMA history of a ref seeming to have supersonic hearing or some sort of ultra vision to pick up on this because not a single person in the arena agreed with Herb Dean when he stopped this fight. Famously, Tim Sylvia was returning from a steroid bust that had him stripped of the title and he was re-challenging for it against the then fresh-faced Frank Mir. Only about 30 seconds into the title fight, Tim Sylvia found himself deep into an armbar attempt and while it looks pretty tight, he was not tapping. So when Herb Dean stopped it, Tim Sylvia immediately flipped out and the crowd went into an absolute uproar while the commentary was extremely confused. I mean, not even the ringside dock was on Herb Dean's side. And when the first replay was shown, it did not look any better. But when the second one displayed... is inside the octagon opposite oh, of our Oh, I saw that! Yeah. Oh, it did look like it broke! Yeah, that fight was definitely over. There's probably no better example to this day of a ref just being so in the moment and so focused that they were able to catch something literally no one else saw. Say what you want to about Herb Dean these days, but he's literally had some of the best calls in the entire sports history. Anyhow, that's my list, guys. This is one of those lists I kind of struggled to research just because I think it's hard to find. Like I said in the intro, most people tend to focus on the bad things, myself included. So I don't doubt that you guys will have some suggestions, so definitely comment those down below and let me know who you think I could have listed in here. Speaking of which, if you want to do that directly as we're writing these rather than after the fact, we do weekly writers meetings for members. So if you're interested in becoming a member, definitely look into that because that's one of the perks. Also, we give away all kinds of free content that's exclusive just for members. So that being said, a shout out to our champs because they are part of those writers meetings and are really awesome. All you have to do is hit that join button below this video if you're interested. Otherwise, big thanks to everybody for watching. Catch you on the next video. Peace.